This is the Best Run Podcast. Brought to you by SAP. Hello everybody and welcome to today's edition of the Best Run Podcast, brought to you by SAP. Today we're very excited to have with us Nick Gill, or Gilly as he's affectionately known. Gilly is a strength and conditioning coach of the New Zealand All Blacks. And Nick has actually been with them for quite a while now. So Nick, I'll let you explain how long you've been there and what you're doing. Um, and then we'll go into a bit of a discussion about professional sports coaching and how uh, you need a healthy mindset to perform at your best. Over to you, Nick. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. I've, I've been with the All Blacks for, I think it's coming up 16 years in total now. So a, a wee while. But I don't actually remember what I did before that. So it's um, it's sort of become part and parcel of my life and something I love doing and start love being part of. And so, yeah, I've, I've, I'm full-time, full-time with the All Blacks, travel the world with them and, um, yeah, and, and pretty, you know, neck deep and, and work with them. So that's a little bit about what I do. Can you sort of outline sort of what strength and conditioning coaches do and why they're necessary for professional sports? Yeah, I mean, strength, that's sort of my title, strength and conditioning coach. It's, I, I suppose it's a... Um, it's an interesting role. I, I basically, um, my responsibility is to to ensure that athletes can express themselves, you know, in, in the game that we play. So, in terms of what I do with the athletes, it's really about understanding them as individuals, as people, um, as athletes, and you know where they've come from, what their knowledge is like, what their their physical background is like, the injury history, you know, what's the level of work they need to do to be at their peak, and 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 where's that balance point where if we do too much, they get, they get injured and, and, and broken. So so I suppose my, my job, and you know, whilst it's called a strength and conditioning coach, you know, I have a nutritionist that works full time with me. We have we have a physiotherapist, a doctor, and, and across us, we are responsible for the physical um, ability of the athlete week in, week out. And over the 16 years that you've been in the field, obviously you've seen a lot of change. What sort of innovations have you seen recently? Yeah, I think the thing for me that, that's probably changed the most is is the amount of information that we get on each athlete. You know, we have we have, we collect data on on everything. You know, from from how much they sleep to how much they eat, how many calories they're eating, how many calories they're burning. Um, you know, how, how strong are they in certain positions? You know, how fast are they running in a game? How fast they're running at training? So there's just a huge amount of information at, at our fingertips that that I suppose, you know, provide us some insights, but also help in that decision-making process um, that in the past we probably have made decisions based on gut and experience. And, and now we throw data into the mix. It, it definitely is something that's changed since I started. And how do you go about coaching a professional athlete? Well, yeah, that's interesting. It's a good question, actually. It's um, it's definitely not a one-size-fits-all one approach, you know, Um you know, I've got 36 athletes at the moment um, and four injured ones that we're trying to get back on the park. So so I've got about 40 athletes. And, you know, every every day when I'm away from them, so I'm away from them at the moment for a few days and, you know, I text each of them individually. You, you know, we, we have a, I suppose I try to form a relationship where they trust me. I try to build a relationship where I can trust some of them and, you know, just, just learn how to, I suppose not push buttons, but but how to get the best out of them. And and some some athletes you need to be really stern and directive with, and others you need to collaborate a bit more with. So 
So coaching is no different to teaching. I'm trying to work with the individual to be the best they can be and and I want them to know that I'm on their side and I want them to be the best. And I think that's sort of, I suppose, my philosophy is collaboration with the person, you know, to try and come up with a, a method that suits them as a person and an individual to achieve what they want to achieve. Yeah, and it's pretty challenging to be able to have to, you know, have an entire team that you have to 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 look at and to um, coach when they're all got individual preferences and, and um, approaches. But what are some of the bigger challenges that you face when you do coach professional athletes? Well, I think the biggest challenge is probably the pressure and you know the the forever changing landscape that we that we that we work in. So, for example, we've just been in South Africa for two weeks. You know, we get home at midnight last night. You know, they get a day off today where everyone's trying to stay awake and not fall asleep, and then we're back into training tomorrow. And then you've got to balance the the risks of, you know, having travelled for two or three days, being severely, you know, pretty exhausted and jet lagged to to then loading physically and not, not injuring anyone. So being at the peak of fitness but without getting hurt, that's probably the, the biggest challenge is, is that balance of not wrapping athletes in cotton wool but also avoiding injuries at all costs. Now, congratulations on, on doing a phenomenal job because obviously the All Blacks are top of the game. How do you actually get the best out of your team so they can perform at that high level? Well, I think the All Blacks got a pretty special culture. I mean, as I said earlier, I've been involved for a long time, so I actually don't know what the culture of any other team's like because I've been in this one for so long. But just, I suppose, how much the, the athletes care for, for the team, you know, how special it is to be part of, you know. So so that in itself creates an amazing culture of, you know, not 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 family, but it does feel like that, you know, you're sort of, Everyone's trying to help each other be better, and everyone understands, you know, how special it is to be there, and and how it can be taken away in a in a in a, in a drop of a coin. So I think that's probably the the, the the special thing about the group. Yeah, and obviously you're dealing with a lot of personalities as well. Um, what types of personalities are you dealing with, and and do you have to adjust your training um, as a result? Oh, look, personalities is what makes the job so much fun. Man, it is just this is such a vast range of of people um you know we've got 30 35 year old you know fathers of three or four um to you know 20 year old athletes that you know have only been speaking english for three years and have just i suppose been given an amazing opportunity to pursue their game that they love um and so we've got a vast range of people personalities and, and i suppose it's sort of you know, it's a bit of a melting pot, really. Like we, um, you know, we talk all the time about all the different cultures within the team and ethnicities, and and it just it just makes for a beautiful a beautiful mix of people. And and I suppose you know, it's it's it makes it really really enjoyable because you know you're you're constantly mixing with different people, and these personalities make you laugh. You know, man, we have some we have some laughs just just with how different people. I suppose approach things, whether that's nutrition, whether that's clothing, whether that's sleeping behaviours. You know, like a lot of the guys will be put in single rooms where they've got their own motel room when we're away, and and three or four of them will move all their mattresses into one room so they can all you know sleep in the same room together. And it's just it's just it's just very cool. It sounds like fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, how comfortable do you think that coaches are with incorporating new methods of um, training programs so obviously you've as you said you've been with the All Blacks a long time but you've 
must be changing what you do over that time? Yeah, like everyone, like I think everyone in my field at least keeps trying to innovate and and I suppose um, lead, you know, cutting edge, all those sort of terms that are thrown around in, in all aspects of high performance. But but I suppose the, 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 the thing for me is that um, I think that the, the big rocks, the, the important things don't change. Consistency in your training, consistency and discipline around your nutrition. You know, there, there might be the odd new gimmick that comes out that, that, that you try here and there, but at the end of the day, it comes down to just the basics um, and doing them really, really well consistently and then having having those relationships with, with athletes, you know, so that the, the methods are, are not the important thing. It's actually it's actually all, all the bits and pieces around it. But comfort-wise, you know, I'll always, I'll always look at something and think, well, does that fit into our culture and our, and our environment? And if it's good enough to try, then it's got to be good enough to stay. I don't tend to like trying things that aren't going to necessarily become a long-term, I suppose, component or pillar of the program. I'd rather try and innovate or test things out away from the All Blacks where it's less important. Um, so that's typically what we do is, you know, if we, we find a new method or we find something that we want to try, we, we won't do it in a test week because it's too important. It's too important to risk that that, that new thing you're throwing in isn't going to work. So, yeah, comfort levels, I suppose, are dependent on what it is we're trying and, and who it is we're trying it on. Now, we said at the outset we'd talk about uh, mindset as well and how a healthy mindset and mental health is important. So how do you help your players maintain their mental health? It's a, yeah, it's a pretty tricky question. It's um, I mean, we've been through a pretty tough time the last month or so as a team. And, you know, the mental health of the group's probably something that everyone writing about the team isn't thinking about. You know, the, the pressure and the stress and the, you know, all of those things involved with, with what the media put out there about us is, is pretty tough. You know, so so we talk about it. That's probably the first thing. You know, we talk about, you know, the noises that are going on outside of the team, you know, the the criticism, the, you know, the I suppose the barrage of comments that aren't always positive that come, you know, at the All Blacks all the time. And so we talk about, you know, how to use that. You know, does it does is it a distraction? You know, if it is, then then don't read it, don't look at it. If it's taken away from your energy to do your job, then you've got to figure out strategies to sort of deal with that, whether that's talking to others or, or you know, for me myself, I delete all the all the media apps from my phone when we're going through a tough patch because I just don't want to read that rubbish. So, um, and then it's and then it's a matter of the environment helping because, you know, we it's really important to laugh and have fun, you know, and and we always talk about that that it's a cool job. We're lucky to do what we do. A lot of pressure. But we just got to have fun doing it because that's that's why everyone got into rugby in the first place was for fun. So, so I think that's really important: the environment and 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 the laughter and the fun we try to have, um, you know, when we're working hard. And, and then those avenues of communication to try and ensure that you've got someone to talk to or, or an avenue to at least talk to someone. And is fun one of those key factors in also preventing burnout? Is there are there other factors as well that you look at? Oh, totally. Like, well, there's there's two things that we we think is really important for performance, and one of them is is, is enjoyment and fun. Um, and the other thing, the other one is learning. You know, we know that we know that you know from from our experiences, um, 
you know, if if we're learning and being stimulated by doing different things and learning new skills and we're having fun along the way, then we'll get a performance out of the group. And um, it doesn't mean it's all about fun. It just means that if we've got a little bit of fun in there and we're learning a little bit and we're focusing on our big rocks, um, then that helps us achieve a performance. Yeah, and I think that's important for the business world as well. But are there any techniques that you use for maintaining healthy well-being that you would also say that are worthwhile the business world adopting? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, you know, it's amazing how important just general health is for well-being. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, the basic the basic things we always prioritise, you know, are sleep, exercise, obviously our training we do every day, um, and nutrition. And, and those three things are really, really important. You know, as long as we've got those within our week, you know, we get massage. Um, we're trying to look after the physical and the mental, you know. So, you know, that's really what wellbeing's about is is looking after your body. If you look after your body, you know, all the the, the mental benefits of having of, of feeling healthy help so much. You know, just like if we do too much, if we train too much, um, then we'll we'll fall down the other side of that curve. You know, we're sort of wanting to maintain that that peak of or that balance point of 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 training laughter and downtime and recovery so that energy and um, those positive feelings and those endorphins are, are maximized now we've come to the end of our chat um gilly but i wanted to ask you you must have some great moments that you can relate or something that really stands out over your 16 years is there something you want to share with us yeah i suppose I was, you know, we had we had a we had a pretty massive game in the weekend, and and it's sort of, um, you know, we were sitting around the fire on Saturday night, sort of just sort of all talking about it. And for me, it was probably the the equal biggest game in my career with the team, you know, in terms of the importance of it, um, the significance of it, the I suppose the the hurdles we had to jump to get through it and come out the other side. Um, it was pretty massive, and. Yeah, it made me think of the other game that I rank up there as just as high, which was a 2011 Rugby World Cup, uh, where we won the we won the tournament in New Zealand. Um, you know, under huge pressure, pressure, having choked a few times in World Cups, and and it just made me relive a moment after we won that World Cup with Graham Henry. We had to travel, we had to travel down to Christchurch to do a ticker tape parade, and um, Graham obviously was pretty emotional about the whole event and um i've got this photo on my computer of him curled up in the in the coro lounge of christchurch airport um curled up on the floor this is the head coach of the all blacks he curled up on the floor hugging the world cup trophy having a sleep have <laughs> been it's been eight years of non-stop work and pressure and he finally achieved it and he just he was just a man in, in complete bliss um sleeping with this trophy that had been trying to secure for eight years so yeah the, the weekend just had just made me think of that occasion again because there's been two big ones like that and and yeah I've got lots of stories that I can sort of that, that bring back happy memories like that and end of the day though we have we have so much funny memorable times you know within the team you know it's hard to pick one out over another that's an awesome story thank you for sharing that with us and thank you for your time. It's been really good to have a chat. And we're really excited to have you actually speak at our uh, event coming up, Effect. So looking forward to that over the next couple of days as well. 
Me and I'm excited. I am. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much again, and you've been listening to the Best Run Podcast, brought to you by SAP. You've been listening to the Best Run Podcast, brought to you by SAP.